On today's show, Fiat will stop making most passenger cars in Italy, Volvo goes to war on plastic cups, and we'll tell you why Africa could emerge as the next automotive powerhouse. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Well, Bloomberg reports that Fiat is going to stop building mass-market passenger cars in Italy. Instead, it will move production of the Fiat Panda and Alfa Romeo Mito out of Italy and into Poland, where rage rates are a lot lower. Fiat already makes the 500 in Poland. The Italian plants that make those cars will be retooled to make Maserati SUVs and Jeeps. Well, here's our Autoline Insight. We're going to see a lot more moves like this as automakers are no longer willing to lose money on cars. They're either going to stop making them or move them to low-cost countries. But it sure is the end of an era when Fiat moves most of its car production out of Italy, where it started building cars in 1899. Nissan, Renault, and Mitsubishi want to merge to become the world's largest automaker. They already have an alliance where they share platforms and components, but merging them into one company would be more efficient. And Nissan doesn't like the current ownership arrangement, which gives Renault more control of the alliance. Renault owns 43% of Nissan, but Nissan only owns 15% of Renault. And here's why the merger hasn't happened already. The French government, which owns 15% of Renault, really likes the things just the way they are. Toyota has been late to the party when it comes to selling battery electric cars, and in China that's a problem because the government is mandating that 10% of all car sales next year have to be electrics. So Toyota will start selling electric cars in its Chinese showrooms that are made by GAC, Guangzhou Automotive. The car is based on the Trumpchi GS4, and because EV quotas will continue to ramp up, Reuters reports that Toyota is in talks with FAW to make yet another EV together. Toyota's own EV will not be ready until 2020. And coming up next, Volvo is going to war on plastic cups, plates, and forks. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Lear, a global leader in automotive seating and electrical systems. And by Borg Warner, propulsion solutions that support a clean, energy-efficient world. Every automaker has environmental chambers to test for different climate conditions. But Ford has a new test facility that can do things we've never seen before. It just spent 70 million euro on what it calls the weather factory in Germany. It can simulate nearly every kind of weather condition. One room can produce heavy snowfall with temperatures down to negative 40 degrees. Another pressurized room can simulate altitudes of up to 5,200 meters which is like being high up on Mount Everest. Other rooms can generate heat of 55 degrees Celsius or 131 degrees Fahrenheit and produce winds of 250 kilometers an hour, which is 155 MPH. But at the end of the day, it's all about developing vehicles that can stand up to all types of weather conditions. Volvo has ambitious plans to reduce its environmental impact. By 2025, it's aiming for half of its global sales to be fully electric vehicles. And now it just launched a new initiative to remove all single-use plastics in its offices,
cafeterias and events by the end of 2019. It will replace plastic cups, food containers, and cutlery with biodegradable ones. That equates to removing over 500 plastic items per employee per year. Shell and the Airflow Truck Company developed a hyper-fuel-efficient Class 8 semi-truck called the Starship. As you can see, the cab has been optimized for aerodynamics and is made out of carbon fiber. Other aero features include active grille shutters and an elongated bolt tail at the rear. The truck is powered by a 15-liter six-cylinder diesel engine along with a 48-volt battery. It's also equipped with a 5,000-watt solar array on top of the trailer. Testing of the Starship kicks off today in San Diego, California, and it will travel along the southern portion of the U.S. for the next week and end its journey in Jacksonville, Florida. The truck will be fully loaded with a gross vehicle weight of 80,000 pounds, but they don't say what kind of fuel economy they expect to get. Coming up next, one auto industry veteran says Africa is poised to become the next automotive powerhouse. Lear Connexus is the new application suite in vehicle connectivity designed to deliver over-the-air software updates and more from Lear Corporation's eSystems, leaders in power and data management. Edward Hightower is an auto industry veteran who's worked for GM, Ford, and BMW, and he just wrote a book called Motoring Africa, which details why the continent could become an automotive powerhouse in just a couple of decades. He's our guest on AutoLine this week, and in the following clip, he shares why he's so bullish on Africa. The book, Motoring Africa, Sustainable Automotive Industrialization, it's really a roadmap, an actionable roadmap for automakers to be able to participate in the next emerging growth market opportunity, which is the African continent. Um, According to data by the United Nations and McKinsey, uh, the population of the African continent is going to double over the next 30 years. And it's what, about a billion right now? 1.2 billion people today, <clears throat> going to 2.5 billion, 2.5 billion people by the year. Bigger than China or India? Yeah, and the workforce, you know, as important, the workforce will be bigger than China or India. Um, and, you know, that's going to happen between now and 2034. So the workforce will become the largest workforce in the world. And then following that, the largest population in the world, uh, the largest country and the largest economy on the continent, you know, of the 54 countries, Nigeria, about 190 million people today, is projected to be larger than the United States by 2050, close to 400 million people. So uh, the book is not just about how to participate in that growth opportunity by selling products there, but by also building products there and building the supply chain and the supply network and fully industrializing uh, on the continent. For more about why Africa could become the next automotive powerhouse, you can watch that entire discussion right now on our website, autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. That's it for today. Thanks for watching, and have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.